Day 13, February 28th. Hard-headedness, greed. He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Socrates. There's an ancient story about mysterious sea creatures known as sirens. Appearing to sailors in the distance, these mythological creatures looked ravishingly beautiful, and the mariners would fixate on them. The sound of their voices was hypnotic, a seductive lure that couldn't be resisted. Sailors would jump overboard and swim toward the object of their dreams, but upon arrival, what they would discover was a hideous monster, a beast that would drag them into the deep where they would drown and be eaten. Greed is like those ancient sirens. Possessions, accumulation of wealth, and lavish lifestyles can beckon us. They look good, and at first glance, they seem like something lovely, something we want, something we need or or deserve. But when we answer their call and swim toward them, we can find ourselves face-to-face with a nightmare. And what we think we want can actually keep us from God's blessings. Greed's a state of mind, a kind of hard-headedness that can rub off on us when we're not aware. It starts with a sense of entitlement. With a hard head and a closed mind, we think, if I want something, I'm owed it. It's my right. We get focused on our efforts and on our wants, and we forget about God's blessings along the way. Several years ago, Andy Stanley listed some traits we need to be aware of. He noticed that greedy people tend to do these things. Number one, talk a lot and worry a lot about money. Number two, not cheerful givers. Number three, reluctant to share. Number four, poor losers. Number five, quibble over insignificant sums of money. Number six, talk as if they have just enough to get by. Number seven, often create a climate of secrecy around them. Number eight, won't let you forget what they've done for you. Number nine, they're reluctant to express gratitude. Ten, they aren't content with what they have. And eleven, they attempt to control people with their money. How do we battle this mindset that keeps us from living Jesus' way? First, generosity. We need to be disciplined in giving our time, our talents, and our wealth to be about Jesus' work. Second, gratitude. Every day, we need to live with an awareness of our blessings and a continual spirit of thankfulness. And third, perspective. A hundred years from now, no one will remember our financial gain. We need to stay focused on the legacy that we are leaving behind. Robert Fulgham is a pastor that became a best-selling author who did very well financially. In an interview several years ago, he shared that since his success, people are always saying, well, you must have a big house and a big car. And he responded, no, I have the same house, same car, same friends, same life. Fulgham admitted to being on guard against all kinds of greed. He made a commitment to not lose his perspective. He shared that he liked to visit his gravesite to be reminded to not forget about the goal of laying up for himself treasures in heaven. And when Fulgham sees his grave, he says to himself, don't get lost here. Know where you're going. Thank you for listening to our Lenten podcast, The Blessing. Remember, all the sermons from this last weekend are available wherever you're listening and also on the WC Life app.